want us to look at the subject, the riches of prayer and fasting. And our objective in this discussion is twofold. First of all, to appreciate the benefits of prayer and fasting. And secondly, to impart the same upon the church and the life of God which is flowing in this house will be hitting you in all directions in the name of Jesus. Our anchor passage for this message is Isaiah 58 verses 1 to 14. Isaiah 58 verses 1 to 14 where the Bible says, Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in that day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the feast of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice held on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a barrage and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast? An acceptable or an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bones of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked that you cover them, and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then, that is, when you fast in this manner, your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. And strengthen your bones. You shall be like a well-watered garden. 
and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old west places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the bridge, the restorer of trees to dwell in. If you take away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Somebody shout hallelujah. Fasting is not a religious punishment, but a covenant practice that generates tremendous power. The Bible says, when Jesus finished his 40-day marathon of prayer and fasting, and that is Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 12, it says that he returned into Galilee, hear this, in the power of the Spirit, Luke chapter 4, and verse 14. He returned into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. That is how to return from fastings. When you do the fasting in the right manner, you return powerful. You return glorious. Hallelujah. So fasting is meant to profit everyone practicing it. That is, if you fast according to God's will, there are tremendous riches that you are granted access to enjoy. And somebody listening to me will be partaking of these benefits of fasting in the name of Jesus Christ. In the passage we have read, Isaiah 58, verses 1 to 14, we are told there that there is the right way to fast. And I believe... We have done it rightly over the past 21 days. And God is helping us to understand that fasting done in the right manner will bring us a number of strategic riches, strategic benefits. And I would like us to just quickly discuss some of these within the time that we have, beginning with verse number 6 of Isaiah 58. The Bible says there, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. Now hear this. And that you break every yoke. The meaning is, one of the riches of fasting is freedom from captivity. Freedom from captivity. When we engage in fasting, bones of wickedness are loosed. Heavy burdens are undone or melted. Oppression is scattered and yokes are dissolved. Somebody shout hallelujah. And I want to announce because you came to a church that has been fasting and praying. 
in case you are carrying any kind of captivity in your body, in your finances, in your marriage, in your health, in your career, that yoke is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I said that the yoke is dissolved in the name of Jesus Christ. Every power of limitation upon your life, you know the place you want to reach, but you can't just reach there because there is a power, an invisible hand resisting your arrival in that place. I said once again that that yoke of hell against you is broken in the name of Jesus Christ. I said that yoke is dissolved in the name of Jesus. Please, I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen? Freedom. Jesus came to set the captives free. You know the story. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. Jesus was in the temple and he came to a place where Isaiah wrote. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Any kind of these conditions that relates to your life, I declare it dissolved in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare it dissolved in the name of Jesus. The Bible speaking in John chapter 10 and verse number 10. The master saying, a thief does not come back to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life. I have come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. On this closing day of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, receive life in abundance. I said receive life in abundance. I said receive life in abundance. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody lift your right hand and shout I receive life in abundance. Isaiah 58 and verse number 8. The riches of prayer and fasting. Number one, freedom from captivity. Number two, access to insight and revelation. Access to insight and revelation. Please. There is no elevation without revelation. Rising in life is a product of light. The Bible speaking in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse number 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. My God, arise, shine, for light has come. You can't shine unless you arise. And you can't arise unless light arrives. You can't arise unless light arrives. And light according to Isaiah 58 is a product of fastings. A product of fastings. Please I want to come back. I said there is no elevation without revelation. People arise in life on the premise of light. No light, no arising. And no arising means no shining. God's will for you is that you should be a shining star. A shining star in business. A shining star in ministry. A shining star in the works of the hands. In Psalm 1 and verse number 3, the Bible says, Whatever he does, 
shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, the path of the just is as a shining sun that shines ever brighter. God has ordained you to be a shining star. He has ordained you to be a shining star. But you can't shine unless you arise. And you can't arise unless your light arrives. And there's no light without fastings. In Isaiah 58 and verse number 8. The Bible says when you fast in the right manner. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Your light shall break forth. Light there speaks of revelation. Revelation. Insight. Understanding. It is understanding that makes outstanding. It is understanding that makes outstanding. If a student does not understand the subject matter, he can't stand out in his performance in that subject. I decree this hour that light is breaking forth upon your life. I said light is breaking forth upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Please, I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen here? The Bible speaking is that Galatians chapter 2. My God. And verse number 1, going down to 2. Galatians chapter 2. Verses 1 to 2. What does it say? The Bible says then, after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem <laughs> with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. Verse 2. Now here it is. And I went up by revelation. I went up by... Now, no one rises with that revelation, sir. Going up in life is a product of what? Revelation. He says, I went up to Jerusalem. I went up, I went up. I went up to Jerusalem by what? By revelation. No one goes up to anywhere without revelation. Now, the revelation you need to shine in life, receive it right now in the name of Jesus. I said receive it right now in the name of Jesus. People, can I hear a louder shout of amen here? Life is light when there is light. Life is light. You are not burdened with bondages and afflictions when there is what? Light. Light. People only struggle in those areas where they are lacking light. When there is no revelation, you end up a captive. The Bible says the light shines in the darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. John 1 verse 5. John 1 verse 5. The light shines in the darkness. So when there's light, darkness does not matter, sir. When there's light, darkness does not matter. When there's light, darkness is not a factor to consider. Because light is always superior to darkness. Hmm. I decree once again, the revelation you need that shall take you to the next level. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I said receive it in the name of Jesus. I said receive it in the name of Jesus.
The meaning is by this 21 day prayer and fasting exercise, your capacity to hear God has been sharpened. I said your capacity to hear the voice of God has been sharpened. Therefore, beginning this hour, you shall never miss his voice. You shall never miss his guidance. The Bible says in Isaiah 30 and verse 21, Isaiah chapter 30 and verse number 21, it says your ears shall hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Walk at it. I decree this hour, your spiritual ears are popping open right now. You shall hear the voice of God. I said you shall hear the voice of God. I said you shall hear the voice of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. The riches of prayer and fasting. Number three, access to divine health. Access to divine health, Isaiah 58, verse 8. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing, hear this, shall spring forth speedily. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, not gradually. So there is nothing like, how are you? So, so. No, no, no. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. Tell your neighbor, that is you, that is you, that is you. I therefore decree this hour, if there be any under the sound of my voice, who is under the affliction of some sickness or disease, that yoke is broken right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible speaking in James chapter 1, and verse number 17, James chapter 1, verse number 17, it says, Every good gift, my God, and every perfect gift is from above. And I know sickness has never been anybody's gift. Therefore, that yoke of sickness anywhere in your body is dissolved in the name of Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 13, Matthew 15 and verse number 13, the Bible says, every plant that my heavenly father, my God, has not planted will be what? Uprooted. And I know that sickness in your body is not the father's planting, therefore it is uprooted in the name of Jesus. Online on ground, that sickness in your body is uprooted in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure is uprooted. Migraine headache is uprooted. Cancer is uprooted. Diabetes is uprooted. In the mighty name of Jesus. HIV AIDS is uprooted. In the name of Jesus. Tumors and fibroids are dissolved right now. They are dissolved right now. They are dissolved right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Those joint pains in your body are dissolved right now. That back pain is dismantled right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm talking to you, shout amen three times. Please be seated. Please be seated. Glory be to God. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. And be sick. No. Beloved, I wish above all things 
that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Third John chapter 1 verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in what? Huh? Tell your neighbor, you shall be in health. Say that louder. You shall be in health. And tell your neighbor, you are in health right now. Therefore, don't behave sick. Tell them, don't behave sick. Don't squeeze your face here as if that sickness is still there, sir. Those leg pains are dissolved in the name of Jesus. In Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse number 17, God said, I shall restore health unto you. Yeah. And heal you of your wounds. Some of you have been wounded. Wounded maritally. Wounded financially. Wounded in your relationships. Wounded because of a wicked and oppressive boss. I came to announce all your wounds are healed. Yeah. I said all your wounds are healed. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Number four. Riches of prayer and fasting. Number four. Empowerment for righteous living. Empowerment for righteous living. What fasting does is to dissolve bad habits. To dissolve bad habits. If you have been struggling with any kind of bad habit, all you need is to engage in prayer and fasting and that yoke will be broken. And that yoke will be broken. In Isaiah 58 and verse number 8, the last, uh, the, the, the second part of that verse, the Bible says, and your righteousness shall go before you. <laughs> the glory of the Lord shall be your rare God. Your righteousness shall go before you. That is, when you engage in prayer and fasting, bad habits and clean practices of your life can be dissolved, melted, dismantled. And I came to announce, for everyone who has been involved in these 21 days of prayer and fasting, and for everyone who is in this service right now, anything that has been bothering you when it comes to holiness, you're always missing the mark. You can't live a clean life because of some false and some unclean practice, some bad habit. I decree this hour that yoke is cleared off in the name of Jesus. I said that yoke is cleared off in the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen there? That bad habit, that unclean practice anywhere in your life, is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I said it is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. When things like these are being announced, you must believe. You must believe. 
you must believe. The Bible speaking in Psalm 48 and verse number 8. Psalm 48 and verse number 8. What does it say? It says, as we have heard, so have we seen it in the seat of the Lord. Why? Because we did not just hear it, we believed it. We believed it. It is the word of God that you mix with faith that works for you. The word of God works but with faith. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. It says this message, this gospel. That was preached to us. And it worked for us. Was also preached unto them but it did not work for them. Why? Because they did not mix it with faith. They only heard it and said amen. And after they said amen, they said look at you. It cannot work for me. I'm just saying amen because I don't want you to be offended. They heard it. But now that you have heard it does not mean it shall work for you sir. Beyond hearing it, you must believe it. You must believe it. Somebody shout, I believe it. I decree once more this hour that anyone who has been struggling to live a holy life, that bondage, that struggle is broken in your life in the name of Jesus. From today, you shall live a holy life. From today, you shall hunger and thirst for righteousness. I decree you shall be a lover of righteousness. And you shall be a hater of wickedness. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, that is me, that is me, that is me. Psalm 45 and verse number 7. Psalm 45 and verse number 7. The Bible says, you love righteousness. And hate wickedness. That is where to be. Be a lover of righteousness. And a hater of wickedness. Mm. Let's move on here. To look at the next benefit of prayer and fasting. Which happens to be number five. Verse number nine of Isaiah 58. The Bible says there. Then you shall call. And the Lord will answer. <laughs> you shall cry. And he will say here I am. Here I am. So we see there. The next benefit. Of prayer and fasting. The riches of prayer and fasting. Number five. Divine attention. Resulting in answered prayers. Divine attention. Resorting in answered prayers. Then you shall call. And the Lord will answer. You shall cry. And he will say. Here I am. Divine attention. Divine attention. Divine attention. Divine attention. We all need attention. In families today. Wives especially will be crying for the husband's attention. Yeah. People have come to me to say that he does not give me attention. Well, he's bringing groceries and other things, but 
I'm not married to groceries. I need him. <laughs> and what a blessing to have God attend to you. It says when you call, I will answer. Divine attention is what gives birth to divine intervention. Exodus chapter 3 verses 7 to 12. Exodus chapter 3 verses 7 to 12. God speaking to Moses. He said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. What is my next course of action? I have come down to deliver my people out of the hand of the Egyptians. Somebody shout hallelujah. I decree this hour, through this season of fasting, your prayers have been answered. I said your prayers have been answered. That prayer for marital settlement has been answered. That prayer for scholarship has been answered. That prayer for workplace promotion has been answered. That prayer for the fruit of the womb has been answered. That prayer for the salvation of your loved ones has been answered. That prayer for the growth and expansion of this commission has been answered. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout three times, my prayers have been answered. I don't know about you, but my prayers have been answered. I am very confident that my prayers have been answered. My God said, call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3. In Psalm 34 and verse number 6, the Bible says, David testifying, this poor man cried out and the Lord held him and saved him out of all his troubles. I read in my Bible in Acts chapter 10 and verse number 34 that God shows no partiality. God shows no partiality. If he answered Isaac, he's going to answer me. If he answered Abraham, he's going to answer me. If he answered Jeremiah, he's going to answer me. Your prayers have been answered. Your prayers have been answered. Your prayers have been answered. In the mighty name of Jesus. And you're going to live to enjoy answers to your prayers. I said you are going to live to enjoy answers to your prayers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beginning with this service. You are enjoying answers to your prayers. I said you are enjoying answers to your prayers. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your eyes shall see what you have been praying to God about. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the mighty name of Jesus. What your mouth has said to God in prayer, your hands shall handle it. I said your hands shall handle it. I said your hands shall handle it. I said your hands shall handle it. You're going to handle that testimony. You're going to handle those finances. You're going to handle that greatness. You're going to handle that breakthrough. In the mighty name of Jesus, you believe and shout three times, I receive it. You may be seated. You may be seated. 
The Bible talks about the prayer of Jabez. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. The man was a non-entity. A backward man. His life was full of pain. Because the mother said, I bore you in pain. But one day, he decided to cry out to the Lord God of Israel. That is what we've been doing over the past 21 days. It was a 21-day project that has delivered us tremendous results. Hallelujah. Those who have been laughing at you, they shall begin to laugh with you. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. The man called on the God of Israel. And that calling was not disappointing. Because the Bible says that God granted him what he requested. What was his request? Number one, bless me indeed. Number two, enlarge my territory. Number three, your hand be with me. Number four, keep me from pain. Number five, help me not to cause pain. And all those were granted. I don't know how many you have requested or how many you want to request in this service. All of those requests shall be granted. I said they shall be granted in the name of Jesus. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, my God, Philippians 4, 6, going down to 7. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And it says in verse number 7 that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard or garrison your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I decree this hour, may you enjoy the joy of answered prayers. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, I envy you, I envy you. For what will be manifesting in your life, I envy you. I envy you. I envy you. In six months, you shall be a surprise to yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number six. Isaiah 58 and verse number 10. The riches of prayer and fasting. Number six. Supernatural promotions. Supernatural promotions. Supernatural promotions. Supernatural promotions. <laughs> supernatural promotions. Somebody shout supernatural promotions. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness. And your darkness shall be as the noonday. Can I have that verse from, um, let's begin with the King James Version. Glory be to God. King James Version, look at it. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry in your fastings and satisfy the afflicted soul, <laughs> then shall thy light rise in obscurity. That is, when you engage in the right kind, the right manner of prayer and fasting, that which was obscure 
comes in the limelight. You literally and practically rise out of obscurity. You rise out of obscurity. Somebody has engaged in prayers and fastings. And I believe for as long as you live, you continue to engage in prayers and fastings. I therefore decree this hour, supernatural promotions upon your life. Supernatural change of levels. I said supernatural change of levels. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Tell your neighbor you are rising out of obscurity. The Bible says, now talking about our destination, our ordained destination in God. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 14. You are the light of the world. My God is seated, that is set on a hill. That is you. Is seated, set on a hill. Ordained to stand out. Ordained for a glorious life. Ordained to be conspicuous. But there is something he talks about in verse number 15. Which I want us to deal with before we continue. He says, they do not light a lamp and put it under a basket. So many people that should have been the shining light. People that were supposed to stand out even by now are under some demonic basket. Rejection. Evil altars. Evil spirits. Evil covenants. Bad will. Bad will instead of good will. Wicked systems. Nepotistic systems. And because of that, you remain under. And yet you're supposed to be a shining star. A shining star in business. A shining star in ministry. A shining star in life. Listen to me. Any power against the shining of your star is dissolved in the name of Jesus. We dissolve it right now in the name of Jesus. Everyone understand my voice. Come out of obscurity. Come out of obscurity. I said come out of obscurity. In the name of Jesus Christ. May you be the light that God has ordained you to be. May you be the great person that God has ordained you to be. You shall be great in business. You shall be great in ministry. You shall be great in finances. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sit down now, hear me. In, in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, God is speaking to Abraham. Genesis 12 and verse 2, he says, I will make you. God is a maker. God is a maker, not a mocker. But a maker, not a mocker. He's not a mocker. He's a maker. So every form of mockery against your life is canceled in the name of Jesus. We dissolve it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. People, I'm talking to you. Can I hear you loud and shout of amen here? And what God promised, God did. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. In Genesis chapter 13 and verse 2, my God. And Abraham 
was very rich. Hmm? Abraham was what? Very rich. Very rich. You are not anything yet until you are very. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, I'm successful, no? Are you very successful? Very, very. Very, because after God had made everything, you remember in Genesis 1 and verse number 31, Genesis 1 and verse number 31, the Bible says God saw that indeed everything was what? Very good. Very. 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 In Genesis 24 and verse number 1, 24, 1 of Genesis, the Bible says and the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things? In all things. Tell your neighbor, that is my testimony. Blessed in all things is my testimony. Say it, say it, say it. Blessed in all things is my testimony. And in Genesis 24, Verse 34 to 35. Now, the servant of Abraham, Eliezer, taught them in Haran, Mesopotamia. My God, pardon Aram. He said, I am Abraham's servant. I have stayed with him all this while, for many years. I can tell you, the Lord has blessed my master greatly. The Lord, now, this was a man who was in obscurity. At the age of 75, he was still in his father's house. <laughs> and God said, hey, get out of your father's house. <laughs> he was a generational embarrassment. But God turned him into a generational custodian of blessedness. I decree this hour, your position has changed. I said your position has changed. You are moving to higher realms of prosperity. Higher realms of success. Higher realms of distinction. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive my portion. Say it like a minute, I receive my portion. You may be seated. You may be seated. Number seven. The riches of prayer and fasting. Isaiah 58 and best number 11. Access to continuous divine guidance. Access to continuous divine guidance. The Lord will guide you continually. My God. The Lord will guide guide you continually will guide you continually you see unless we are guided our future is not secure life is not a feasibility study life is not an experiment and therefore it does not operate by trial and error 
guesswork does not work. We need to be exact about every step we want to take in life. Because this life is not a rehearsal for another life. Therefore, it must be lived with a sense of finality and exactness. Finality and exactness. And that calls for, Lord, what are you saying? Lord, what are you saying? Even where you hear what he is saying and you are busy doing it, you still ask, Lord, am I doing it rightly? I'm still on, am I still on the right path? Am I still on the right path? Am I still on the right path? Because as the children of Israel were on their way to land of promise in the wilderness, at a point, God said, turn ye eastward. Yes, the instruction was go to the land of promise. And they were on their way there. But at a point in the course of obeying the earlier instruction, there was a new instruction. Turn eastward. And that is what you did in here. And that is the bit you did in here, sir. Turn eastward. You didn't get it. And you are surprised that Things are not working. The issue is you missed his guidance. I decreed this hour. Anyone under sound of my voice who is a victim of dislocation. Because you missed his guidance. You are coming back in line. I said you are coming back in line. In the mighty name of Jesus. Divine guidance. Is our escape route. Out of a life of regrets. Biting finger. Why did I ever do it? Uh -huh. You are regretting. Because you missed his voice. When you allow him to order your steps. My God. Every step you take becomes a delight in his sight. Psalm 37 verse 23. Psalm 37 and verse 23. The steps of a good man. My God. Are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Your ways become a delight when you allow him to order your steps. Thank God for the business you are doing but who told you to do it? Brother, thank God for the sister you are looking at but who told you to be looking at that sister and not that other sister? You are going by physique instead of going by the voice of the Lord. Is it making sense here? Is it making sense? Not all that glitters is gold. Not everything coming out of water is fish. There are crocodiles in, in water, sir. I pray you will not encounter crocodile. You say, hey, are you coming out of water? You are fish. Hey, you look at it closely. You discover that it is a swimming serpent. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Anyone listening to me 
who has been a victim of misguidance, misdirection, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, these people ran, but I did not tell them to run. So that you are sweating does not mean you are doing the right thing. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is a way of destruction. Proverbs 14 and verse 12 and Proverbs 16 and verse 25. Proverbs 14, 12, Proverbs 16, 25. Somebody's changing levels. From today, you shall hear the voice of the master. He said in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. You shall hear his voice. Somebody shall hear his voice. Now hear this. Isaiah 58, verse number 11, we'll move to benefit number 8. Riches of prayer and fasting. Access, or let's call it registration for divine supplies. Registration for supernatural provisions. Divine supplies, or call them supernatural provisions. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought, which signifies what? Exemption from shortfalls. Exemption from lack. He shall strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters did not fail. Divine refreshing. Registration for divine supplies. Supernatural provisions. Divine supplies. Supernatural provisions. When we pray and when we fast, we are granted access to what God makes available. Mm. It says he shall satisfy your soul. That is, fasting is a gateway to satisfaction. You are satisfied, my God, with good things. You remember the testimony of the psalmist in Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And when you read verse number 5, verse number 5, he says there, he satisfies your mouth with what? Good things. So the satisfaction we are talking about is that of good things. Good things. Good things. Good things. And when you are satisfied with good things, what happens? It says your youth is renewed. Hallelujah. That is, you are not permitted to look older than your age. That at 26, you look for the six because of problems. No. No. You're just fresh and young because you're enjoying satisfaction. Now, may this blessing be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ.
May the Lord God of heaven satisfy you with good things. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Joel 2 and verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied. Somebody shout, that is me, that is me, that is me. You shall eat in plenty and you shall. The issue of your satisfaction is a shall arrangement. That is not devil should beat you to it. It says the sand of wickedness shall not afflict him. The sand of wickedness shall not afflict him. I decree this hour, divine satisfaction is your portion. I said divine satisfaction is your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor I'm enjoying this message. I hope you're not lying. Number nine. Number nine. Best number 12. My God. Number nine. Anointing for nation building and generational impact. And please hear me, hear me very well. Benefit number nine of prayer and fasting is what? Anointing for what? Nation building and generational impact. We did not come to be liabilities, national liabilities, generational liabilities. No, sir. We came to be national assets and generational assets. We came to add value, not to consume it. Many people are just value consumers. They are not value producers. We are not just value consumers. We add value. And fasting gives us access to anointing. That is supernatural capacity to build nations. To make generational impact. I'm talking to you, shout hallelujah. Look at that verse number 12. Those from you shall build the old west places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. <laughs> and you, now because the foundations of many people are destroyed. That is the truth. Especially in this part of the world. Most of us were born in very, very shaky, poor, and struggling families. So already you are starting from a very wrong foundation. Where eating, even at six weeks old, is by prayer and fasting. Parents pray, Lord. Even the breasts are not producing enough milk for the child. Please, Lord, miracle. And then when you start eating and simmer, my God, they have to pray for maize flour to be available. For your porridge. You grew up in that environment. And then you started school. Now there was another prayer point for fees. 
from standard one to university every year, prayer for fees, prayer for fees, prayer for fees. And you now, you start working. 17 people are looking at your salary. Will you ever build a house after how many years of working? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Is it making sense here? <laughs> but he says, when you fast, you are given access to an anointing, a grace, a dimension of supernatural capacity that empowers you to raise up the foundations of many generations. And that is what we are doing in this house. The foundations of many people are being corrected. And we see people rising. Marriages that came here shaken, they are now rock solid. Correcting foundations. And if your own is shaken in whatever way, we declare it corrected. I said we declared corrected. I said we declared corrected. In the mighty name of Jesus. Good people, can I hear a louder shout of amen here? I decree this hour that men and women and young people that shall build this nation and who shall cause waves in their generations arising from here in the name of Jesus Christ. And you happen to be one of them. I said you happen to be one of them. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be the repairer of the bridge. You shall be the restorer of trees to dwell in. In the mighty name of Jesus. The meaning is in your workplaces may you rise to high positions. I declare the rise of chief executives. The rise of chief executives. The rise of chief executives. The rise of heads of departments. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you occupy strategic positions. In government strategic positions. In parastatals in strategic positions. In the private sector strategic positions. In the civil service strategic positions. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please can I hear a louder shout of amen here. I said a louder shout of amen here. You better believe it. When God spoke to Abraham. You may be seated. When God spoke to Abraham. In Genesis 12 and verse number 2. Now the kind of things that he talked told him there, I'll make a great nation. It didn't look like. It didn't look like. It didn't look like that he could become a great nation. Now, don't tell me that he was already a great nation at that point. No. God made it future. To mean he was not at the time God was speaking to him. I will make you. That means at that point he was still suffering mockery. I will make you a great nation. It didn't look like. But you know that by Genesis 24 it happened. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact in Genesis 25 the billionaires of that time the sons of Ephraim. Now hear this. They called Abraham a prince. They said you are a prince among us. 
a man who placed himself in the hands of God to be a custodian of generational blessedness. When we pray and when we fast, we place ourselves in the hands of God that he can do in and through us what he desires for his people. And I decree this hour, as we have sought the face of God and as we continue to seek him in the many decades to come, there shall be change of levels in your impact. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Right now, I speak by the Spirit of God. A strange order of open doors. A strange order of open doors. A strange order of open doors. Doors of impact. I said doors of impact. Doors of impact. Doors of success. Doors of prosperity. In the mighty name of Jesus. You believe that? Can I hear your loud shout of amen here? You may be seated. Hallelujah. Very soon, quite a number of you will be called executives. In every proper workplace, there are employees and then there are executives. The executives are also employees, but they are not called staff. They are also staff, but in terms of how they are recognized, they are not called staff. They are called what? When they are meeting, they say that executives are meeting. Very soon, you shall be called an executive. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. And if you're already one, you see, the, the, the organizations are of different types. Huh? Just like presidents of different levels. So there's president of Malawi and then president of the United States. It's not the same. The title may be similar, but <laughs> the weight, the weight is different. So if you're saying, pastors, as for us, I'm already ahead of an institution. I want to know what kind. How many employees are there? 50? 800? 2,000? I decree this hour. Whatever your position is, you are rising higher. I said you are rising higher. I said you are rising higher. I said you are rising higher. Somebody shout three times, I am rising higher. Hallelujah. Walk to three people and tell them you are rising higher. Walk, walk, walk to three people. Tell them you are rising higher. My friend, you have no choice but to rise higher. 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 All right. Give the Lord a shout of praise and be seated. In the interest of time, let's look at number 10 quickly. It is called unusual favor. Riches of prayer and fasting. Number 10, unusual favor. Isaiah 58 and verse number 14. 
Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you. <laughs> now. When God says. I will cause you. That means you have no part in it. Your effort is not a factor in the equation. I will cause. That is. Just like others, you will be watching yourself changing levels. Others are surprised, you are equally surprised. Hey, country, we are surprised you are changing levels. You also say, I'm also surprised. <laughs> because it has nothing to do with me. It is called unusual favor. In Psalm 44 and verse number 3, talking about how the children of Israel got, in, got the land of promise in possession. It says, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm serve them. Then what must have helped them to really possess the land? If it was not by their sword, it was not by their arm of flesh, then what was it? It says, your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance. Why? Because you favored them. Because you, fav you favored them. Unusual favor. Unusual favor. How far you go in life is a product of favor. It's a product of what? Favor. Favor. Favor simply means what? Goodwill. Goodwill. Favor also means a signature, an endorsement on a person's life that no matter what happens, he will make it. That is favor. That is favor. Favor also means God smiling at you. Is it making sense here? And if God is smiling at you, no one is permitted to sneer at you. Because if they do, he will break their teeth. I decree this hour, favor shall speak for you where it matters. In the name of Jesus Christ. I mean financial favor, marital favor, workplace favor, ministry favor, business favor. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. And in the scriptures, here it is, it is permitted for one to be favored above others. And that is what people will be calling, no, it's not fair. This guy only came three years ago. How come he has become our boss? Eh, you don't know favor. You may try to look for physical reasons. Are they not coming from the same location, same village, same tribe? You discover, no, it has nothing to do with all those things. It's just that this guy has been what? Favored. So life requires more than good looks. You need favor. If there is one thing to cry for in life, it, is, it must be what? Favor. 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 Somebody shout favor. favor. Say that louder. Favor. favor. Say it better. Favor. favor. Right now, receive it in the name of Jesus. I said receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. How do you explain a situation where a prisoner is being appointed a prime minister in the land of Egypt. 
in some jurisdictions, they will tell you that if you are a convict, you have to stay seven years without any other conviction before you can be considered for public office. Is it making sense? But this guy came, his appointment was already decided by favor. As he comes out of prison, he's already appointed to have a meeting with head of state where he is interpreting some dreams and giving some national strategies. And then immediately an appointment is released. And there was no protest from the NGOs. <laughs> favor. Favor. When you lack favor, you suffer fever. I decree this hour. Favor is your portion. Favor is your identity. I said favor is your new identity. Wherever you go, may you enjoy favor. I said may you enjoy favor. And I'm talking about unusual favor. Unusual kindness. Unusual favor. Unusual kindness. Somebody shout three times, I receive it. Hallelujah. Now, in Psalm 5, verse 12, my God. Psalm 5 and verse number 12. Now, if you can read from the screen, those of you who can, please let us read together. One, two, go. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Tell three people, that is me. <laughs> I am surrounded with favor. In my workplace, I'm surrounded with favor. Financially, I am surrounded with favor. In ministry, I'm surrounded with favor. My family is surrounded with favor. My career is surrounded with favor. My God, I am surrounded with favor. I am surrounded with favor. I am surrounded with favor. I am surrounded. I am surrounded. I am surrounded. Not with demons. I am surrounded with favor. I am surrounded with favor. I am surrounded with favor and usual favor and solicited favor. We are not talking about solicited favor. You know some people, they buy what they call favors. Huh? Yes, others use their, they know, they use sex to buy what? Others, they use damage to buy. They damage another in order for them to acquire favor. Others, they use money. Others, they use language. So they greet the boss in his mother tongue. He's buying favor. No, sir. The favor that is landing on you is unsolicited. I said it is unsolicited. It is coming from heaven. I said it is coming from God himself. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive it. Hallelujah. You may be seated. 
Let's finish. Now that we are ending our corporate fast, what are the things to do? What are the things to do? Eight of them quickly. Number one, be confident that we have not sought God in vain. Isaiah 45 verse 19. Be confident that we have not sought God in vain. God said, I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. I never said that. That you should seek me in vain. No. So our seeking him can never be in vain. Number two, believe that all our prayers have been answered. As we conclude the fast, believe that all our prayers have been answered. Mark 11 and verse 24. Number three, be dedicated to the service of God's house. Be dedicated to the service of God's house. Exodus 23 verse 25. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless. Number four. Uphold purity at all times. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 13 to 16. Uphold purity at all times. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 13 to 16. Number 5. Maintain a lifestyle of giving. Especially tithe. Maintain a lifestyle of giving. Especially the giving or the payment of tithe. Proverbs 11, verse 24 to 25. These are instructions God gave me to share with us. Proverbs 11, verses 24 to 25. Number six, win souls to Christ. Do the work of an evangelist. Win souls to Christ. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 30. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 30. Number seven. Maintain an attitude of gratitude. Maintain an attitude of gratitude. Psalm 34 and verse number one. Psalm 34 and verse number one. Maintain an attitude of gratitude. Philippians chapter four and verse number six. It says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. And then it says with what? With thanksgiving. Many times the thanksgiving part is omitted. We only engage in prayers and supplications without thanksgiving. 
And so God is reminding us to maintain an attitude of gratitude. Number eight, the last one. Take practical steps toward achieving your dream. So your dream there will be your request. I need a scholarship. It's a dream. That's a dream of a scholarship. Take practical steps toward achieving that dream. How? Make applications to bodies and institutions that give out scholarships. Is it making sense here? Don't just say, no, we have prayed God. God, God, God will do it. No, he has already done it. Now you take practical steps. If your prayer was that you should walk on water, then go and step on the waters. Is it making sense? Apply the instructions and principles revealed or imparted during this fasting season. There are many things that God may have spoken to you personally in the course of prayers, in the course of reading the Bible, but also in the course of all the teachings that we had over the past three weeks. What has God spoken to you specifically about certain things that need to be carried out? This is the time to carry those instructions out. In Daniel chapter 2, verses 19 to 25, the secret was revealed unto Daniel, and he did not just sit with that revealed secret. No, he went and appeared before King Nebuchadnezzar to apply the revelation, to share the revelation. And that is what put him over. So instructions must be obeyed. Instructions must be obeyed. Is it Proverbs 8, 33? Let's see. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 33. Yeah. Have we seen it? Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Don't make light of instructions. No. Instructions must be obeyed. Instructions must be acted upon. John 2 and verse 5. Whatever he says to you, do it. Do it. Carry it out. And if he didn't say anything in the course of the three weeks that have gone by, then probably what you have just held in this service are the instructions that you need to carry out. Is it making sense here? Come on, everyone with a shout, jump on your feet. Jump on your feet to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Please lift your voice. Let's appreciate him for the ministration of his word this morning. Give him thanks. Give him praise. Wherever you are, online on ground. <laughs>